Welcome to our week 15 wrap-up edition of Section 247's The Goal Line Stand. All football all the time. Available everywhere on social media. At GL Stand Show, that's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We are coming to you live from the Michaels Glass Company virtual studios because they believe in science, people. Michaels Glass Company, serving the Philadelphia Tri-State area since 1978. 215-338-3293. We are also a Sports Talk Philly partner, sportstalkphilly.com. Check them out, the leader in Philadelphia sports talk. I am Michael Lipinski. I am joined, as always, by Brett Halpern. Before we get into this, have you ever had Scrapple? Have I ever had Scrapple? Yes. Once. Well, okay, so you and I are kind of here in the same boat. People are giving me a raft of shit. I, I shared a funny meme. I thought it was funny. Yeah, and I saw the meme. And it, and it offended people because naturally things offend people. Uh, the meme was to the effect of if you've eaten Scrapple, if you're from Pennsylvania, uh, I can actually pull it up. It's like if you're from Pennsylvania uh, and, and you're, you're you're concerned about the meat, you're concerned about the virus, the vaccine, but you've eaten Scrapple, you're okay. Uh, let me see. Let me find it exactly so I don't butcher the thing completely. But regardless, people were getting all pissy with me that I said, I've never had Scrapple in my life. I'm a Jersey. Look, I, I grew up in Philadelphia. I was born there. I lived there for the first, I don't know, eight years of my life, whatever it was, nine, six. It's actually six. So yeah, not that long. It's definitely not nine. The family had, we, uh, my family still has a business there where our roots run deep there. You know, I believe green, uh, orange, red and white, red, white, and blue. I know it's weird, but Come on. I, I, you know, I'm a South Jersey guy. You're I'm a Delaware pork, Valley guy. Yeah, well, I'm a Delaware Valley guy, but I'm a pork roll guy. All right? <laughs> pork roll is my weird meat of choice as opposed to Scrapple. Wait, so South Jersey people aren't expected to eat Scrapple? I don't it's know. It's only within the Philadelphia proper? I don't so know. what about people from Bucks County or Delaware County? Well, the Delaware County, they're eating Scrapple. Sorry, Delaware. Go people. Uh, so here's the meme. PA residents, I don't want to take the vaccine. PA residents, quote, I don't want to take the vaccine because I don't know what it's in it. Also, PA residents, I'll take a side of Scrapple for breakfast. It was funny. It set off a firestorm, though. One about the vaccine and then one about me not ever having Scrapple in my 38 years of existence. I'm sorry. If I want to eat a weird meat that I don't know what's in it, I'll go with the pork roll. Not the Taylor ham, the pork roll. Well, you know, meanwhile, I mean, technically, do we really know what's in bologna or hot dogs? Do we really know what's in the McRib? Uh, well, I haven't had I haven't had a McRib. Uh, you know, you never had a McRib? No, I've had a McRib in my life. Okay, and so then, and yeah. That, and that's why I asked you, because the McRib's overrated. What was the sandwich that that I used to eat whenever I would come over to your house? Like the only reason this sandwich was in your it house was the McRib. No, but it was it was a McRib. But who made it? Uh, Tony. It wasn't Tony Luke's or something like that. Whatever it was. Tony, it was good. Yeah, you and my father used to destroy it. I, anyway, I, I've never had Scrapple. I probably never will have Scrapple. Yeah, I don't know what's in a hot dog. Although I usually get the Angus beef hot dogs. Then yeah. again, I'm still not sure if it's that. Not a bologna guy. More of a turkey, turkey and cheese. But it is what it is. Now that we've gotten through all of that, <laughs> let's get into the let's get into the serious stuff here. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the goal line stand where we talk all football all the time, except for when we talk rare foods from the Delaware Valley. 
Yeah, you know, a little bit of a rundown today. We're going to lead off with some college football news and notes. A lot of chaos in the world of college football after championship weekend. We're going to talk to Philadelphia Eagles and how Eagles fans are completely out of their mind right now because Jalen Hurts played well. We're going to review the Giants getting shit upon by the Cleveland Browns without Odell Beckham being there, allegedly. And then we're going to go into our uni matchups, our laps, and our power five, and our top five, bottom five. Let's start with college football. And before we get into the college football playoff, because there's a little bit of a disagreement there. Who is afraid to play Army? Because that's what this comes down to. Nine and two, West Point Army. Merchant Marines. What? Merchant Marines. The Merchant Marines aren't. The Midshipmen aren't. I almost called them the Midshipmen. Everyone in Army is pissed off. The Cadets, the Black Knights of the Hudson. Nobody wants to play them. Nobody wants, I, I hear the bullshit. So for those not in the know, nine and two army who have had a really, really nice run under Jeff Monken and kind of, fli- I think, flipped the academy, quote unquote, standings. Uh, Navy had a nice 15, 18 year run there of being the top academy. Before that, it was Air Force back 20 some odd years ago. Yeah. Army is right now, and I'm a Navy guy, you know, I'm a Navy guy. But Army is right now for the past five years under Monk and been really the the top, the, the cream of the crop of the academies. They finished the season nine and two. They're not in a bowl game because of quote unquote contractual obligations to other teams. So there's a bunch of bowls that are going to be announced where you have three and nine teams, so and so. I think those pricks from Tennessee are going to be in a bowl game. Fuck them. <laughs> I think you need to <laughs> I think you need a little more pork roll, buddy. My goodness. Um no, because I hate Tennessee. I'm tired of Tennessee. Tennessee's I gonna be investigated. Their fan base is a bunch of whiny pricks. Kiss my ass. Screw you. I hope Pruitt gets fired. I hope you get put on sanctions. Deserve it. Go write it on your goddamn rock, you morons. So I, I agree. It, it's ridiculous that Army doesn't have a game. And then, you know, I also, you know, we took, I'm sure we're going to get into this in a moment regarding the college football playoffs. But, you know, I, I do wish that there was almost a, I understand why you'd want to have contractual tie ins to bowl games. But in a way, it would almost be nice if there wasn't. Uh, you know, I mean, so the Sun Bowl. I, you know, I'm just taking one for an example. So, I, you know, I, I know typically the Sun Bowl has like an ACC team and a, it seems like a Pac-12 team. But wouldn't it be nice to just have, I, if you're the Sun Bowl, are you really missing out if, you know, every year it's just up in the air and you kind of are slotted to just get whatever? I, it should be based on rankings as opposed to conference affiliation. I think that would be a more enjoyable way because if that's the case, then Army gets a bowl game. I agree with you. And you could call Pac-12 ACC in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, which is not being played this year. I, I do understand the contractual tie-in, especially as it relates to television. Yeah. Because that's ultimately what this comes down to. Yeah. And at the same time, this is where it's a little disappointing where certain bowls – I'm looking straight at – the the pinstripe bowl. This is this is uh, 
so the pinstripe bowl was canceled and i'm saying this because it's army they don't have to travel far obviously to go to the bronx they just yeah. go right down uh, throughway right uh, however it is to, to, to get there yeah not saying it would happen but then you have a rutgers team that's sitting in piscataway they could easily go play each other is Rutgers necessarily deserving by record? Probably not, but it's going to bring you a TV viewership. Uh, to me, I don't know. Like, I get why there's tie-ins. I really do. I understand it. But in a year like this, where you're moving the Rose Bowl to Dallas, like, why don't they just help hold, uh, host their own game? I wonder if they're going to try. I really yeah. do wonder if they're going to try and who and who would who would wants to. I mean, I'm sure there's a team that wants to play them, but then yeah. you got to figure that out. Who wants to play who? Who wants to go up to West Point and play them? It, it's really a joke. It, it, it's just and is Navy in a bowl game? I believe Navy is in the Armed Forces Bowl, which is being held, which is held in Annapolis. Whatever that game is, that's held. Well, no, in, there's one. So there's the okay. So isn't there? There's the Military Bowl and the Armed Forces Bowl. One of them is at TCU, and one of them is in Annapolis. Whatever the one that is in Annapolis, I believe, is the one that Navy will be in, which Navy, makes sense. You know what? If Navy Navy should just call out Army again. Uh, how great would that be? Then you would kill two birds, one stone. Why? Because what were we talking about when they scheduled – the Army Navy game at Mikey Stadium. Wow, wouldn't favor. it be nice to return the favor yeah. to have a game in Annapolis, even though their their seating for their sections is very strange. It is very. We'll strange. get into that in another episode. Uh, it took a while to figure out. Nevertheless, uh, you do that and you give Army a bowl game, and you can see now you can really see. All right, is Army that much better than Navy? Right. I just I find it it's it, to me it's just extremely offensive because yeah. it's army for Christ's sake. This is a great story. This isn't some asshole from Tennessee and these idiot fans. This is a, it's a it's army. You want to say you want to you want to put these kids to the forefront and, and show what they are. That's what makes the Army Navy game so great. Na army Air Force, Navy Air Force. All these things, Coast Guard, Merchant Marines, whoever they play, I don't know. You know, it makes you, the whole thing great. Is the Space Force getting an academy? First off, I had no idea that the Space Force you, was, you didn't think real that was real. Yeah, that's I, legit. I, know, I really, honest to God, and this isn't a political little thing for me, I heard about it and I was you know, onion thing, right? Yeah. Then I saw the picture that calling them Guardians of the Galaxy, I kind of just shook my head. I was like, oh, they're Guardians. Sure. Yeah, that's so I mean, you have the midshipmen, the cadets, the what is Air Force? The uh, Falcons. No, the, I, what are what, the, the students who attend? What are they referred to as? Oh, that's a good question. I forget. Okay, well, so the, the Space Force people are going to be the guardians. So, uh, I, 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 yeah, it's. Anyway, it's here nor there. So they, they, they being the college football, whomever, that's just the problem when there's no one in charge. The NCAA, someone find a place, someone find a, a spot for Army so that they can go and play in a bowl game. Navy, that would be great. Navy, call them out. Yeah, be great. invite Air Force too. It can be a triple threat. 
Well, they, well look, we've I, I we've had try scrimmages before. They just had to figure out how to have a try game. I'm sure it, you know, look, 2020, it would be reasonable enough to think that in 2020 we could have a try game. Yeah. So all right, let's get into the college football playoff itself. Number one, Alabama, number two, Clemson, number three, Ohio State, number four, Notre Dame. Even though Notre Dame looked like absolute garbage against Clemson, you know, not necessarily a surprise here. Uh, Texas A&M is a little pissed off, but let's go over the four. What are your thoughts? Well, so my thoughts are actually as relates to you, because I know you were saying how Texas A&M got screwed. And I really just don't see it that way. I, well, I, I think if, if you're going to have four, I think the right four got in. All right, so how – because Notre Dame was undefeated. Notre Dame was undefeated, and, yes, they beat a Trevor Lawrence, a, a Clemson team sans Trevor Lawrence. Use a little French there. But, you know, I mean, everyone's like, oh, poor Clemson. You know, they did have the other number one recruit in the nation, DJ Uungalale, who's going to be a number one pick in the draft a few years from now, who, by the way – Threw for like 400 yards in that game. So Notre Dame won that game. So, you know, I mean, Clemson finally decided, decided to start running the ball in the second game, which is why they trounced them. Uh, so to me, Notre Dame, I think, deserved that fourth spot. I mean, you think about it. Notre Dame also beat North Carolina. I mean, they had some other good wins, right? Texas A&M, their lone good win was Florida. Right, they only had one other win over a uh, 500 plus team. They lost to Alabama by 28 points early in the season, so they couldn't get to the conference championship game, and they lost to Florida. Or excuse, yeah, they, yeah, exactly. No, no, they beat Florida. They beat Florida. Yeah. All right, so, so Texas A&M, they, I, I have their schedule right here. Yeah, I, I'm looking at it as well. So you're gonna, you're gonna. By the way, me. barely beat Vanderbilt, who's terrible. Beginning of the year. Oh, I don't care. I, I, I don't know. I, I just, if we're gonna go by that argument, what about Notre Dame, Louisville? Hold on. What was the Louisville? Yeah, I think seventeen twelve. Vanderbilt sucks worse than Louisville. That's my argument there. So you think that Texas A? I, see, I kind of agree with Jimbo Fisher. I think that it didn't matter, and and actually, I'm not necessarily as pissed at at Notre Dame here. I'm kind of looking at you, Ohio State, and we've discussed this for the betterment of the of the the conference. We're Big Ten guys. Whether or not people want to admit that Rutgers is a Big Ten team, they kiss my ass. Hey, we won three. Yeah, almost four should have been six, but that's besides the point. Keep chapping. Um, Night Talk Podcast, everywhere you find podcasts. Uh, Ohio, I would argue that Texas A&M, based off of their full schedule, yeah, deserves to be in there more than Ohio State. Yeah, I, I you could argue that. I would, I would venture to say, I, I think Ohio State would have won the right. And look, the problem is we won't know. But Ohio State beat the teams, the most difficult teams on their schedule. 
I believe. I agree. Rutgers was a, a tough Yes. Rock, no, beat Indiana. And this is when Michael Penix was still playing. Then they beat Northwestern. Michigan wasn't a very good team this year. But yeah, I, I, that's what I'm saying. So, oh, oh I got, I got, I got Yeah. It. So, if anything, the stronger argument is that Ohio State doesn't deserves not to be in. And really, they benefited from having such a high rating going into the season, even without playing. Sure. Uh, um, yeah. I have no, but in no the end of the day, they still won a conference, though. Okay, fair enough. I have no problem with one and two. I really don't. It's kind of that back end. And look, I mean, I'm anti Notre Dame when they refuse to play. If you go back, what, almost 10 years now, there was a home and home scheduled with Notre Dame and Rutgers where Rutgers was going to go out to South Bend. And you know what? Oh, yeah. Well, when we return the favor, we have to go to Giant Stadium and you have to give us half the revenue and half the tickets. Kiss my ass, Catholics from Notre Dame. To their credit, uh, Rucker said no, I and know. Syracuse said yes. Yes, that's true. So let's talk Cincinnati. Cincinnati is the other team that is really kind of sitting there on the fringe, and they're a little bit pissed off. Uh, to me, I'm I, I get it. I actually think they're a good team. They've always been a li- real pain in the ass team for a lot of people. They're just yeah. in it. It sucks for them that they're in the American. Yeah, I mean, look. So I, I, I'm looking at their schedule right now, right, and. I mean, yeah, it, it's not a strong schedule, but so they have wins over some ranked teams. Again, none of them. Pow- the other problem is they didn't have a Power Five conference game at all, but they beat Army 24 10. And I don't care who you are, you don't want to pl- playing Army or Navy sucks. And what I mean by that is to have to, have to play the option. It's a nine and two Army team. And, and on top of it, it's a really good nine and two service academy team yeah so you know I, I remember at one point october 24th they had they played number 16 smu well they won at smu they won 42 to 13 um their only close game well so they only had two close games the entire year they played at ucf who you know it was like right on the fringe of being a top 25 team they won 36 33 and then this past saturday they won 27-24 over a ranked Tulsa team. So the, the problem is it's just the the strength of schedule, the quality of opponents isn't it's there. The, it's the American. Yeah. It, it, um, I think – well, it's the American combined with this is not a normal year where they could have played a Power 5 team to begin the year. Yeah, I don't. If they had beaten a top 25 Power 5 conference team – in week one, and this is a normal year, you sure. could I then I think they might be in. Right. Who who were they scheduled to play? Do you know? Have you seen that? I don't I don't no, know. I don't even know. It, it, I, I the Cincinnati argument. See, Cincinnati, this is why you have to find a way to get yourself in the Big 12, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that or you know, the college football playoffs should expand to eight. Well, that's a off-season discussion that we agree with. Or even but, six. And yeah, have two teams with a bye. Do, do so you do a little bit of a play in and then and then a, then a buy kind of thing. Yeah, I, I mean, if you wanted to do that, you know, just throwing that out there, I'd be for that. All right, so here we go. Sugar Bowl number two, Clemson number three, Notre Dame. We get a no, 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 no. 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 Sugar Bowl is. Oh, I, 
I screwed that up. Yeah. Ohio State. It's Clemson, Ohio State. Yeah. So that's a normal, well, it's your normal everyday bowl it's game. A, it's the rematch from last year's uh, classic. It, and it should be a good game. But let's talk about this one the Rose Bowl. Is it going to still be the Rose Bowl? Yeah. The, the game has been moved. The Rose Bowl game has been moved to pass from Pasadena to Dallas because yeah. of the coronavirus restrictions in California. And I honestly think they want to put people in the stands. Yeah, that's really that it, what it is. It, it, you can tell me that, yes, it's getting families there to view it, which is probably part of it. But you can go to Dallas. You can go to Jerry World. And you can put in, what are the Cowboys, 45? It's a 100,000-seat stadium. I think they're doing 45, 50,000 people. Yeah, of course you're going to do that. Yeah, I mean, let, I think that's the ridiculous thing about it is they won't, you know, they're they're using uh, COVID safety protocols and everything as the excuse. Whereas if you look at the positivity rate in and around Pasadena, it's actually lower than it is in Dallas or Arlington or wherever the technically AT&T Stadium is. So, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's weird to me. I'm a very much a traditionalist when it comes to these specific bowl games. Like, I don't like the fact that the Cotton Bowl. Yes, yeah, the played. Cotton Bowl should be in the. If, I mean, the Cotton Bowl is still standing, is still used for the Red River Shootout. So why can't you have the because of press boxes and luxury right. boxes? It bothers why. me that the Cotton Bowl game, the Cotton Bowl Classic, is not played in the Cotton Bowl when the Cotton Bowl is there. It, it's the same like the Rose Bowl game. You don't move the Rose Bowl game. From the Rose Bowl, it, yeah, I'm just sure. call it. Just I, I mean, even though we just said we don't want the Cotton Bowl to be moved to Jerry World, what are I would there? rather them just call this the Cotton Bowl, right? Or call it College Football Playoff Round One game. Yeah, just say and and we don't have a Rose Bowl this year, right? Exactly. I, I mean, or you know what? Maybe Rutgers will just step up and play Minnesota. Yeah, I, I, there we go in the Rose Bowl because <laughs> the Pac-12 can't put anybody in there because they're a mess. To me, oh, they, yeah, that's right. Forgive me. I'm an idiot. It should have been someone from the Pac 12. That's what I meant. To, to me, the whole thing is just insane moving that game. I'm not moving the game to, to Dallas. I'm fine with that. This is me being an old man, get off my lawn kind of thing. Of it shouldn't be the Rose Bowl. Okay. Yeah. Just, just drop the name. And I think we would be a little less offended. We'll get into it next week as this ga- as these games kind of get a little bit closer. Uh, what are you thinking, though? Early early look at the college football playoff four teams. How do you th- see this kind of playing out? Alabama Clemson. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. Uh, Notre Dame really – it's weird, man. Uh, under Brian Kelly, he gets them right to the point, and then they just kind of kind of uh, fizzle out a little bit. I, I think that's the best – I think that's what's best for business, too. I, uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I think that's the other thing about this, which is why we would, I'd like to see an expansion of the playoffs. How many times, I mean, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State are almost always in it. Notre right. Dame makes it a lot too. You'd like to see some fresh faces in it. Because, and also, and this goes back to the Texas AM's argument. I would probably, I don't know who would win necessarily Texas AM, Ohio State. I can tell you, I would probably tell you, I'd say right now, Notre Dame beats Ohio State. Ohio State has not played. It. Now, they can't even get healthy. They cannot get, I mean, you know, whereas some teams have been really good about this, Ohio State, has, and I'm, I'm not judging Ohio State because, look, this virus, as we've talked about, tragically 
it, it can you can uh, contract it even when it's not your fault. Yeah, but give credit where credit's due. Rutgers plays a full season. Doesn't yeah. have any issues. Penn State has a has a full right. Penn State had a full season and didn't have any issues. I, they were I the believe other so. Season. Yeah, I, I believe so. It, it, they right. they still condone uh, you know. Child. Well, well, yeah. We'll get to another day. Yeah. But give credit where credit's due that there are teams in the Big Ten that really handled their business. Yeah. And you have Ohio State, which is clearly having multiple issues. They had it during the season. They had it in the in the offseason. Now it's to the point where the Big Ten has to change its protocols so that Ohio State can play the game. As well, and now there's an issue regarding their protocols and playing in the – semifinal game so for anyone who because they had the most stringent protocols as relates to them and the pac-12 so there may be people who are just (laughs) yeah because every game was canceled yeah yeah because they didn't enforce anything from the go so but there's a lot of players who might not be eligible for the semifinal game if with respect to covid because of the stringent you know, 21 day thing. Uh, so, you know, but yeah, but the point being, I think Notre Dame could beat Ohio State right now. Ohio State has not played a complete game all season, all five, all six games. Um, and I, I, so, but to me, you know, because the matchups, Alabama, Alabama is going to blow through Notre Dame. That's going to be a boring game. And Clemson, Ohio State, it's not as good a game as it was last year. Last year's game was a great game. This just comes across my uh, phone here from the athletic Clemson coach Dabo. Oh, I saw this. He ranked Ohio State 11th. Ranked Ohio State 11th, and that's great. Uh, let's before it we could move be because he didn't want to play them. Yeah, it could be too. Let's move on before we move off college football. Coastal Carolina gets into the maybe Coastal Carolina can play Army. Well, who's because they're not playing anybody right now? I don't know. I'm sure they have a bowl game. I know the bowl games are going to be announced. Uh, I haven't paid too much attention because it's been chaos. But yeah. Coastal Carolina, everyone knows the story. The, the, the Chanticleers, Chanticleers, 11-0, co-champions of the Sun Belt by virtue of a, of a split decision. They are not left. They're not in New Year's Six. Yeah. Again, I, and I, this comes back to TV. I, I talked about it with the why Army wasn't getting a game. Great story. I think any other year, they're Boise State, and they're probably playing in one of those games. Yeah. But because this is just a weird year and bowl games are getting cut here and there, you want the name teams in there. Now, that's not right. So you realize um, they actually beat a Power 5 team this year. I, I understand. Maybe I mean, granted, it's Kansas, but okay, still not everyone can beat Kansas. Yeah, Chris yeah, Chris Ash. <laughs> but the and on top of it, on what four days' notice, beat an undefeated BYU team. And I know BYU. Is I not view a as a Power Five team, right? So yeah, I and look the other thing, and I still think it's stupid. They already beat Louisiana. They should be given that conference championship. Coastal Carolina has Liberty in the Cure Bowl down in Orlando. It's actually not a bad game because Liberty had a good season as well. Well, that was going to be the game. So that's actually a replay of that other game. Yeah. yeah. Military Bowl presented by 
Perspecta. Uh, that would be Navy Marine Corps Memorial Coliseum in Annapolis. That's probably the one that Navy gets picked for. Uh, I don't know. Coastal Carolina got screwed. Although that am, is- I, am I right? The Armed Forces Bowls in 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 uh, Fort Worth. You know, I don't think it exists this year. Oh, it doesn't exist this year. The first Responders Bowl is in Dallas at the actual Cotton Bowl. Oh. No, I don't think it exists anymore. Anyway, oh. let's move on to the National Football League. Uh, before we do that, though. Go check out our partner Thrive Fantasy on the Thrive Fantasy app. You can download that on your store. So that's uh, iTunes, Apple, and Android, Google Play, you know, the Google Store and whatnot. Thrive Fantasy is the newest and best way to play daily fantasy sports. In addition to the National Football League, they have returning basketball, hockey, esports, soccer. They are partnering with a European company and in the new year you're going to have more european stuff that you degenerates can bet on when you do such a thing deposit 25 bucks use code sec247 and we'll match you so that you can bet more money thrive fantasy thrivefantasy.com hey prop up you're shaking your head what's wrong well i mean you've you've uh really killed our tennessee audience as well as our european audience today our Tennessee audience can kiss my ass. Now you've really lost it. <laughs> Good. Good. Go listen Hopefully to the mayor of Knox County doesn't come after you. I will take the choke slam. With- <laughs> uh, he can light me on fire as long as we as long as we put the dummy in place. You know. Did you? Well, see now we're talking like Buffalo Bills fans. Well, no, that's on my. We're gonna have a bucket list. In the off season, that is on my bucket list. My to go I have, through a table in Buffalo, in Buffalo, on fire, the flaming table, not me. I, but you're not a Bills fan. I don't care. The Eagles are going to play up there, and I come, I, I come with open arms. I come with open arms. I, I do don't not, think I, that, that it's not like Philly where they they actually put the people they don't like through the tables. It's more of a sign of affection. So I don't think you're worthy of a table in Buffalo. I'm going to say I come in peace. I will bring food. I'll bring scrapple. I'll bring pork roll. I will. They have wings. I know, but I'll bring a stocks pound cake. Okay, you know we'll get we'll get our gyro gyros potato skins. I come in peace. I bring all the food favorites from the Delaware Valley. You and those potato skins. Oh God. And we will. And we will. You can put me through the table. Yeah. Okay. No problem. On that note, Philadelphia Eagles fall. To the Arizona Cardinals, 33-26. Uh, kickers, holders, doom the Eagles once again. But let's talk about this thing. I, I watched the game, and I'm sitting there and watching it, and I'm saying to myself, if Carson Wentz is the quarterback, hey, I'm a Wentz wagon guy. Carson Wentz is the quarterback. The Eagles get run out of the yard here. The Eagles are still sitting in that stadium as they turn over the banners for the 49ers. Not the paint on the field, banners in the stands. And Jalen Hurts, I don't know if it's a lack of tape. I don't know if it's just been a year of disappointment. Jalen Hurts looked really good. Jalen Hurts was making plays. I was really impressed with him yesterday. And where the one that impressed me the most was his touchdown run. You know, he he's caught in the backfield from the six. And that was a grown man run of I'm going to lower the shoulder. And lower the boom on someone. So, Eagles lose. I'm 
I'm happy with that. I had to try to explain to my kids that the Eagles losing is a good thing. Number seven draft pick right now. How did they take that? Uh, very confused. Yeah. They they didn't they didn't quite understand because you know my son was like, Yeah, but you you yell at the TV, you want them to win all the time. I'm like, Yes, but there are certain exceptions to the rule. Once you get them into the draft, then they'll understand. Right. And that's what I said to them. I said, We can watch the draft this year if you want. Oh, good. When is it? I said it's April. It's four days in a row. Can I play a video game while I'm watching it? Yeah, sure. (laughs) The Eagles looked, they looked different. Like first time, okay, a little bit of a of a jolt against uh, against the Saints. This was a different looking team yesterday. Um, I would I would agree with with pretty much all of your sentiments. Uh, you know, right now I think there are people who think Jalen Hurts is going to bring you a Super Bowl next year. Now look. Crazier things have happened in this world. Uh, I, I'm not as high on him as others, but I'm not. I'm. I'm not not giving him his credit. I do think you need to wait and see what happens. He is going to come back down to earth. It's just the way it, it works when you don't have film on a guy. Plus, I do think, and we've talked about this, and other people have talked about this off air. I've heard in both just you know discussion as well as on the radio. There's something to be said for Jalen Hurts is actually running the offense as as it is as it's to as it is designed. Forgive my Absolutely. stumbling there, and because of that, it's properly and we talked about this in the preview. It's properly stressing a defense when he's running the ball and with the read option, he's stressing them horizontally. What does that do? That's going to further open up the run for Miles Sanders. Boston Scott. Now, also, it also it it makes Doug Peterson have to actually run the ball more, which he's doing, which also sets up Jalen Hurts for success. And then you're get you're pulling people up closer to the line of scrimmage, which is going to allow you to throw vertically. I mean, it's really not that difficult a concept. No, I understand it's not that difficult yeah. of a concept. Well, well, we always say it and we joke about it. Football when you get to like the basics is a very simple game. Yeah. And it is, it's obviously there's more moving parts than that. And Ray Dittinger on post game live kind of really took the ice bucket and threw it all over everything saying, calm down. Kind of similar to what you're saying. Yeah. They need it. They need it. Wait till someone gets a tape on, on Jalen Hurts and it, and it might change things, but there's things that he didn't do in college that have impressed me. He has definitely worked at some in some respects on his passing game. Yeah, he was very much inaccurate. Uh, he was the athletic freak. Like he, he he was the guy that always played quarterback, could make throws that make you say "Wow," but there were always ones that were like, "Oh, what the hell is that?" He he really has put some touch on his deep pass throwing. He's throwing the deep ball. I, I'm like, "Wow, this is incredible!" Like, where did that come from? Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure Oklahoma and Alabama fans are like, oh, what the hell is that? Yeah, no, we didn't have that. But it, it, it's something that I believe this has caught this is going to cause an issue if it has not already. The report came out that Carson Wentz isn't happy with his role, and people are taking that the wrong way, in my opinion. He shouldn't be happy with his role. Yeah. Like, what, what do people want him to say? You know, yeah. I mean, if if he's a competitor. He wants to be out there. Right. So you know, now the other side of it is that he's going to demand out if he doesn't 
get the starting quarterback job. I, I, I don't know. I mean, that's been refuted by a couple guys. Rob Motti of the Associated Press is one of them. I look at it this way. Carson Wentz has every right to be pissed off, and he should be pissed off. He lost his job. He's going to want to get it back. Jalen Hurts is playing really well. I think the Eagles have themselves an issue here. Yeah, I, 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 I think they do have an issue. I think that it's hopefully, you know, you want to talk about a team who really could use an offseason, a, a normal offseason next year would be the Eagles. And not as much for other players' development, but mainly more to just, you know, to properly evaluate Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts. Um, I, I agree with Ray Dinger. You know, you need to temper the expectations regarding Jalen Hurts. But as you pointed out, the, the one thing, and you have to give credit to Jalen Hurts, if anyone is not that familiar with Jalen Hurts' college career, I would tell you to go Google, I guess I'm going to say it's the 2017 um, national or the national championship game where they lost to Clemson. That was Jalen Hurts as a freshman. And I mean, he looks, he ran the ball. They ran like a read option, but I got to tell you, it, it was throwing the ball downfield was a struggle. Then you go to Oklahoma and you could see there was, you know, a lot of improvement, but even from last year to Oklahoma to now, there is considerable improvement in not only accuracy, but touch, as you alluded to, yep. and long balls. So you got to give him a lot of credit. And so maybe he will continue to develop. Uh, I, I really think this is more about can Carson Wentz, he's not doing what's expected of him. Absolutely. And that's what he's not, re, you know, Jalen Hurts is, you know, the play is called, He, you know, it's, if it's a run pass option, what do you have to do? The first thing you have to do, is read the defensive lineman or linebacker who is the force guy, make that determination whether it's going to be a run, and if so, make the proper re – if it's going to be a pass, make the proper reads and throw the ball. Carson Wentz isn't doing proper reads right now. He's just doing his own thing. And the thing is, though, that seems to align with a lot of allegations as relates to Carson Wentz over the last several years. Right. That's the other problem problematic component to that so it, it, it's worth keeping an eye on here obviously it was anyway but now that they i'm a big believer of smoke and fire right so there's smoke yeah. coming out of novacare and granted carson went shouldn't let's just said it he should not be happy with his role yeah. but let's see how this whole thing plays out uh, real quick on eagles defense for being as beat up as they were yeah i i, I still think a change is needed I've, I've been beating that drum that I think a culture change is needed, but they played really, they played well for given the circumstances. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be honestly, if I was an Eagles fan watching that game again, also knowing how many people were out. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be too dejected with that loss. I really wouldn't be. And I'm not even taking into account that losing actually helps you with respect to the draft and things of that nature. Maybe. We're going to get to the division in a second. Yeah. It, it was not a, a poor effort whatsoever. I, I agree with you. Uh, real quick before we move on to the Giants and the other part of the division and we get to what's going to happen here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Hassan Reddick, Haddon Heights High School, Garnets, 
Temple University walks on. Who missed a boat on this kid coming out of high school? Well, I, I believe there were some injuries. I, and I there, was, there was a few things. Yeah, he hurt his knee. And so there was a, some contributing factors to it. But And look, it's nice that he's finally being used in the proper way because – Remember, he was when he was drafted by the Cardinals, uh, and then that, at the time their defensive coordinator was James Betcher, who then went on to be the defensive coordinator for the Giants, who sucked. Tried to make he was tried to play him as an off-ball middle linebacker, and that's not what he is. He gets after the quarterback. He's doing a really good job of that, and to his credit, I'm really happy about it. He's making himself some money because he's going to hit the free agency market this year. So I'm I'm very happy for him that his yeah. future is looking very bright. Absolutely. All right, let's talk Sunday Night Football, the huge game, the <laughs> the Browns and the Giants. And I got to tell you, this was a snoozer. Oh, this was this was painful. Um, I don't know about you, Mike, but I, I realize that other teams are playing without fans. The, the two teams where I seem to notice it the most, and I feel like, the atmosphere is just dead for the Giants and the Green Bay Packers. It really seems like they're just playing in this cavernous, cavernous, empty stadium. Well, I definitely agree with you with the Giants because it is a cavernous, empty stadium. It has no yeah. character. No, we, yeah. We've discussed this at length. MetLife, I remember the first time seeing it. I'm like, ah, that's it? It Ugh. looks like... I think it was your father that said it, but it, he, he was right. It looked like the back of a refrigerator from the outside. Yeah. And yeah. It, it really does. There's no, there's nothing to it. I, Green Bay, I almost feel like they, they make you aware of it more, which is why it, it stands out. There's no, yeah. stand, there's no go pack go. But every time I've watched a Green Bay game, they're doing the aerial shot of the neighborhood and they're talking about the people losing out on the income. Yeah. parking in the lawns. So I feel like they really hammer that home. Yeah. And there's just no environment up in the yeah. up at the new at New Giant Stadium. It, it's just a it's just a place. Yeah, it's it's just and, and this game in particular there was just nothing. Um look, the Giants came in there shorthanded both from a coaching standpoint, from a personnel standpoint. It was a huge loss to have James Bradbury on the reserve list. I, I actually did not know the whole story as to why he was placed on it. Did you hear this, Mike? So he visited a an outside chiropractor who just so happened to test positive. You mean to tell me, like, you can't tell the team, hey, bring in a chiropractor? First off, most teams have a team chiropractor. Yeah, I, what's the issue? Yeah, that, that to me is real. I, I'm that's just shitty management. And I'm not, I'm not just putting that on Bradbury. I'm putting that on the Giants, too. Uh, and without Bradbury, you had the, the defensive backfield. It was, They played this weak-ass zone, and Baker Mayfield ate him up. Uh, I think the other thing that was very apparent was that the Giants desperately need a pass rusher. They have very stout defensive tackles. Hassan Reddick here. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it. Uh, you know, they... To their credit, they really the run game didn't kill them. And those are two really good running backs. You know, they they I think together they had just over a hundred yards. 
That's there okay. Couple, there was a big play in there too. Uh, I think later in the game, if I remember, as I yeah, was, I was dozing in and out. But, yeah, later in the game, and plus they were on the field like the whole game. You know, Cole McCoy didn't even play that badly, but know, he, he's limited. He doesn't have a huge arm, and the Giants' wide receivers are also limited. Darius Slayton is banged up. Golden Tate is past his prime. Sterling Shepard's underrated. Evan Ingram is just Evan Ingram. Don't talk to me about that guy. Yeah, look, I don't. I don't even think the offensive line p- played that poorly. It just it didn't have. They didn't have enough firepower on either side of the ball. You know, interestingly enough, so Freddie Kitchens called the plays last night because Jason Garrett has COVID. Obviously, you know, we wish uh, Coach Garrett a uh, a fast, you know, full recovery. Um, I got to tell you, I didn't mind Kitchens' play calling. And I, I wonder if I think Jason Garrett might be the fall guy for Daniel Jones this year. And I got to tell you, I wouldn't mind Freddie Kitchens as the offensive coordinator. He well, was well, a terrible head coach. Well, certain, and we've talked about this, certain yeah. guys have roles. Yeah. Right? And uh, an interesting one that's going to come up in the next couple of weeks is Pat Fitzgerald out of Northwestern. Yeah. And NFL teams are apparently going to talk to him. Yeah. I don't know that Pat Fitzgerald will be a good NFL head coach. To me, he is very much. He's a, a program rah-rah guy as opposed to an X's and O. But he, then again, they have a good defense. Right. But, you know, he is a <laughs> college guy. Well, we'll get to that. But in the offseason. Is he going to bring that schmuck strength and conditioning coach? I like that guy. Whoever, I got, please. That guy just, he wants attention. Okay. I like him. I find him interesting. He didn't get girls in high school, and to his credit, he's yoked now, so he's getting a lot more girls than I do. But he's just – he shows up to every game with the short sleeves. and he's made, He makes it about himself. That's what I don't like. A coach <laughs> should always put your team first. I agree there. So let's He's go a back. me guy. Let's go back to Jason Garrett and yeah. Freddie Kitchen. Do you think Jason Garrett's going to be the fall guy? Yeah, I think, I think he might be. Look, the fall guy is either going to be the offensive coordinator or the general manager. Fair point. And at this point, the moves the general manager is making, the putts of East Rutherford, he might have to take the putts title off of them. I mean, it's worth Some of them. Yeah. Some of them have. So so it's it's weird. With him, there's no in-between. It seems like his moves are either home runs or bust. Like Blake Martinez, home run. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, the Leonard William Leonard Williams one's weird because you gave up a third rounder and then you had to use the franchise tag, so you gave no wiggle room in the cap. But you know, look, Saquon Barkley. I look if you had Saquon Barkley last night, could have would have probably would have been a different game. But think about Ezekiel Elliott was a healthy scratch yesterday. Christian McCaffrey hasn't played. Derrick Henry is the lone exception right now, and Derrick Henry is not going to last too much longer. And I'm not saying that because I don't want that to. Ha- I'm not saying that because I want that to happen. It's just the reality of being that physical, yeah. right? Earl Campbell only played like seven years. Jim Brown, Jim Brown, same thing. So you can't. You just can't draft a running back number two. I agree with you. You draft a quarterback if there's one available. You draft a lineman if there's one available. You, you trade- draft. A- Edge rusher or cornerback. Maybe you trade back a, a few picks yeah. to accumulate some. I agree with you. We can talk about that in the offseason. Yeah. But you don't think that that there you've seen uh, the growth the growth of of um, 
Danny Dimes has been because of Jason Garrett. And I'm throwing it out what, there. I'm well, what growth? Look I, at his stats last year and look at them this year. Now he's missed a few games. He's well, there's stats, analytics, and then there's the eye test, right? I understand I playing at a higher level this year. Maybe the stats aren't telling you that playing a different game of quarterback. I think he's playing better this year than he did previously. Minimum, I I think he's well, not barely. Because even last week, when he got hit by Marcus Golden, he fumbles the ball, fumbled the ball again later in the in the game. I think when Hassan Reddick hit him, so that was an issue. Appears that it hasn't been cleared up. The offense. So yeah, even if you want to say okay, he's throwing for less yards, but he's gotten better. Okay, well, at some point though, you need to say well, you need to gain yards, and they're not gaining yards. So who is that? You got to blame that on someone. And that's the offensive coordinator. That is a fair point. Uh, I don't know. It, it's it's it, look. I, in general, it, you know, because look, we're, we're towards the end of the season. Even if the Giants lose out, which is highly likely, I'm I'm now more bullish on them than I was, you know, even four weeks ago. And I don't know if they're necessarily heading in the quote unquote right direction. But they're not heading completely in the wrong direction. They're heading in a direction that's not down. Yes. Yeah. So. Well, here's the here's the thing about that. So we just have gone on for about 20 minutes on uh, the Eagles losing, the Giants losing. Everybody else is losing, too. So we have this weird scenario here where, hey, the NFC East is still all up for grabs. Yes. it's. I think the hardest road ahead, though, is for the Eagles right now. Well, the St- Eagles, need Eagles to technically out. are in last place right now. Right. The Eagles need to win out and have a lot like of other, other things happen. It, yeah. it, it's one of those scenarios. But the NFC East is, is just, we know we've talked about it being a mess, but Washington, six and eight, still in first place. Dallas, five and nine. Giants, five and nine. So they're, all three teams have an opportunity here. Yeah. To do something, Eagles are four nine and one. I, I look, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, I, I think that it, there's a chance, but we'll say so. Look, so the Eagles have Dallas and Washington. They could easily win both of those games. Uh the, the problem is though. The the Giants, I think the Giants will probably beat the Cowboys. That's sort of the way I'm in in the in the season finale, and that then fucks the Eagles. Washington still has a seventy five percent chance to win a division, according to five thirty eight. The Eagles are sitting at nine. Uh, the Giants are at ten, and the Cowboys are at five. So interestingly enough, the Cowboys are are, are at the bottom there. Well, yeah, because I think they're the worst. worst. I think they're the worst team, and I think uh, I, I think I think the Eagles, and we'll get to this on our um, Rockefeller special uh, football Friday Wednesday show. Uh, the, when the I think the Eagles are going to beat the Cowboys. I think the Eagles are going to beat the Cowboys as well. Yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting though. So good, we'll, we'll, we'll lose it's, a draft. We'll lose a draft pick there real quickly as we we come down the stretch here to wrap this thing up. Let's go talk some pretzels. 
some laps and some uniforms. We are going to start on the uniform front of the ones that we like and the ones that we hate. Huh? So how about the ones that we love? I'm going to start with you. Hold on one second. Uh, Mr. Borat, please. High five. So I'm going to go number one was uh, the Pac-12 championship, uh, Oregon at USC. I thought o Oregon could go a lot of different ways, but to their credit, at least they stuck with their their colors to me, which are green and white. And, and there was a little silver in there, a little, you know, but when they stick primarily with the green, I like their look. I, I agree with you. I, I like that. I like that look from them. It's always a, it's always, a, it's always a solid one. Yeah, exactly. And, and the USC uniform is just a classic uniform. It, it is a classic uniform. I'm going to stick in the national football league. I can't, I can't believe this, but the, the, the jets actually looked good against the Rams both teams, I actually really like the look. I don't like the Rams bone uniform, yeah. uh, but I, I could live with it. The, the the matchup that they had, it looked very classic, but with a modern take to it. Mm. Uh, I'm in. I'm in. I don't know why. That's okay. Uh, for me, uh, my second one was on Saturday, uh, Buffalo at Denver. Uh, I, I really wish Denver would bring back any semblance of the orange crush uh, uniforms. I would actually like them to bring back some of the seventies looks where it was the orange with the blue pants, but at least when they bring back this orange, I guess this is their color rush uniform. I believe so. Yes. With the, with it's the, the closest thing with the blue helmet, but yeah. the orange complete orange uniform. It, it's a nice look and Buffalo with Buffalo's pretty uniform too. It was, it was a nice, uh, nice setting. I, was going to select Buffalo. I was going to select that game, but I didn't. I'm going one that maybe wasn't all that visual appealing to a lot of people, but Army, the aforementioned Army Black Knights, who wore black, who wore, I thought, their best uniform against Air Force, who went with the red tail look. Oh, nice. So it was just a very much a, look, the Navy uniform, as a Navy guy, didn't do it for me. And I thought the Tropic Lightning one from Army was cool. This was a nice looking matchup it wasn't very traditional but it worked for me makes sense let's get to the two that were yeah no don't like that so in in general i would say the theme of my ugly mashups were uh in I'm, I'm probably not using the correct term but it was the using the color for both the jersey and the pants the whole mono look which I didn't like. So first was Seattle and Washington uh, and Washington with the all burgundy, not feeling it. And any looks so anytime Seattle's playing, there's a good chance they're going to make our ugly list, but then throw in the fact that they had the all burgundy look, not feeling it. So I'm going with a team with an, with a mono look. And I actually don't know why I didn't like it because normally I like this look from them or from a team that goes in that direction. That is the Colts. Colts went mono blue. I don't know what it was. Like I, it, I'm, I wasn't feeling it. It just didn't. It didn't work for me. Maybe it was the face mask was gray. I, I don't. No, because they used to wear. It. Remember when Harbaugh was the quarterback back in the mid nineties? You've been complaining about that face mask for a decade. 
I, more than that. I think it's been yeah. at least 20 years since they changed it to gray. But they used to have the mono blue look with Harbaugh. And with the blue face mask, it just came out differently. So I, I'm going to go with the Colts. Not an actual game, but the Colts. So that the Texans at Colts is my second game, though it had nothing to do with the face mask, everything to do with the blue pants for the Colts. And the okay. Texans, the Texas uniform is just, I find yeah. it very generic. It, it it's is like a modern generic uniform. It's not even a good modern generic uniform. It, 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 it's just, it's not, you know what it is? It's almost like it's not even bad. It's just blah. Exactly. Sometimes it's more offensive to be bluff than bad. Let's go to the SEC, and this should have been a good-looking game. I I don't know what it is about Ole Miss's powder blue jerseys. Yeah. Uh, People shredded me before on on the internet when I said I didn't like them. They just don't – something's not right about them. Like, it should be – a that should be a great-looking game. LSU, Ole Miss with the powder blue – Something's off to me. Maybe it's my TV. Maybe it's how I'm visualizing it. But that it, I don't like it. So you know what? It, I think it's for me. A, it looks too much like Duke, and B, their powder blue helmet is so pretty. And one of the reasons it's pretty is when you match it up against the rest of the uniform with the gray and the red, it pops. Yeah, maybe that. If you cool. have a all, if you have a blue uniform, it's not popping anymore. Oklahoma gets a honorable mention for their outfit uh, in the Pac-12 title game. They went with that awful, awful alternate. Yeah, it's not good. All right, so let's get from the bad. Let's go back to the good. Let's give away some pretzels. These pretzels are making me thirsty. Ah, yes, these pretzels are making me thirsty. Uh, I am going to lead off here. I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts. You proved it to me this week, kid. I I like what I see from Jalen Hurts coming out of Philadelphia. It is a scenario where, like we've talked about, I think the Eagles are going to have an issue here uh, at quarterback. I don't know what's going to happen, but Jalen Hurts is playing well. He has clearly improved his game. Last week against the Saints wasn't a – you know, it wasn't a – wasn't it a thing? It wasn't an imagination. It was. It was what it was. Let's see what happens when the league gets tape on him. But maybe, uh, maybe then I, I will move him back. Yeah, a, he he definitely deserves a pretzel. Uh, so my pretzel is for the New York Jets players. And so right now, New York Jets fans have got to be. I I I know I know several. <laughs> and, they're not happy. They are very upset. I have to imagine even the front office is very disappointed. But the one thing you could say is the players, those guys are fighting for these. This is their career. This is how they earn a living. This is how they support their families. And for a team, they look, they're, they're not a good team. But, you know, to go through all that they've gone through in a COVID year, when you could just pack it in, and you fly all the way out to the West Coast to play a previously nine and four LA Rams, and you win twenty three twenty. You don't give up. And in the last few, you know they've had other close games. I, I really appreciate that. So for the New York Jets players, because again, I really do feel for the New York Jets 
fan base because it sucks for them. I would be despondent right now. But again, for the New York Jets players, you were in a pretzel. Congrats on your first victory. So it's funny because uh, congrats to the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> for assuming first place in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. It's really the yeah. <laughs> you know, I know that you, you necessarily should. It's not good. You shouldn't get a pretzel for this. But congratulations, you have now <laughs> you're now the, the you're now the number one pick in the National Football League draft as of this point. So congratulations. You are right there with Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> uh, so my second one goes out to Ryan Tannehill, quarterback, Tennessee Titans. I believe he – I, I got to go back and check. I think I've previously given him a pretzel. So I think he's another one of my multi-pretzel winners. Um, you know, it's having a really solid year. And it was 21 of 27, 273 yards, three touchdowns, three carries, 21 yards, two touchdowns, rushing. Uh, and a 46-25 win over Detroit moves the Titans to 10 and four. Could wrap, could win the division, and I do think are a team that really could give the Chiefs some problems. But so, congrats to him, guy who you know really turned around his career too. That is true. He really did. That was a resurrection of a career. Sometimes it's just the right spot at the right time, or uh, not being coached by Adam Gase. That yeah, that that helps. Uh, <laughs> Congrats to we already mentioned them the nine and two Army Black Knights of the Hudson. You deserve much much more than what you're getting. And look, if I can get you guys some pretzels from a Navy guy, so be it. You, you deserve all the recognition in the world. What these guys do on a daily basis to play and then just to go play football is, is pretty tremendous. For those who are like ah, they're college kids. I highly advise you read uh, Army, Navy, a Civil War. It gives you a day in the life of the service academies. Yeah. And it is really remarkable. They're, they're kind of, they're handling this with class, you know, as, as they would Jeff Monken army. Congratulations. Let me know where I can send the pretzels. I don't know if I'll be allowed to, I'm sure there's some kind of like GSA thing where you can only accept them from approved vendors. But if I could, I would send them to you. That's a good one. Uh, frankly, you know, I think both of us are of the belief that all the service academy kids probably deserve a pretzel every week. So, uh, but yeah, that's a good one. Uh, my third pretzel goes to Najee Harris, running back Alabama. 31 carries, 178 yards, two touchdowns, five catches, 67 yards, three receiving touchdowns, and a 52-46 win over Florida in the SEC championship. Got to tell you, you know, Another thing we really haven't talked about, and I think we'll talk about it a little bit later uh, this week, is the Heisman Trophy. And I think Mac Jones probably just, uh, I, I think he has it, but Najee Harris is definitely making a late run for it. Uh, two guys on, on the same team. Actually, there's three guys on the team that probably could, uh, you could make an argument for, but Devonta Smith as well. But Najee Harris is also my number one running back coming out. Uh, Hats off to you. Congrats on the SEC championship. Congrats on getting matched up against Notre Dame in the semifinal. And enjoy your pretzel. Buffalo Bills fans, I love you. I love you. You know what? Not only will I bring stock brown cake, gyros, um, potato skins. What else was I bringing? 
Just anything good from the dough. You yeah, get some uh, grapple pork roll. I will add. I will cheese steaks. Cheese, uh, yes, cheese steaks from John's roast pork. I will now add pretzels to your to the list. I will bring them up, and you can dip them in anchor bar sauce. Uh, do what you please. Congratulations, first divisional championship since 1995. More importantly, congratulations for ending the Patriots' run of division championships. I really, really believe that the Bills could be like that. They might be that darling team to come out of the AFC. They, there's just something that's working there. Maybe it's that Philadelphia Catholic League connection. I, I don't know. But Buffalo, congratulations. Jump through as many tables as you want. Having pretzel. Enjoy the pretzel. So my final pretzel this week goes to Nick Starkle, quarterback for San Jose State. San Jose State, we talk about Coastal Carolina and Cincinnati and Louisiana and all these other darlings. San Jose State finished undefeated and just won the Mountain West Conference, defeating Boise State, went 7-0, and uh, which is also pretty impressive considering Mountain West was, I think, the last conference to start playing, and they managed to get through all their games. Uh, and so in the conference championship game – Maybe the Pac-12 should take notes. Yeah, that too. Uh, so Nick Starkle went 32-52, of 52, 453 yards and three touchdowns, in a 34-20 win over Boise State. And, you know, San Jose State has definitely been a program that has, uh, you know, been on – if you think about it, they've been one of the lower programs, even in the Mountain West, for many years. So for them to go undefeated, win the Mountain West, congrats to them. Their quarterback obviously had a hell of a game. So you're getting a pretzel. And I actually think it might cost uh, what's his name there at Boise State his job. That's the rumor. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they've been off the last few years. So, but this is such a weird year. Who knows? It, I I agree with you. Uh, for all those pretzels, now we got to take some laps to run it off. Terrible. Take a lap. God awful. Get going. Get going, Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Laurie. Rumors have abound, and it has now since been confirmed that John Dorsey is hanging out in Philadelphia as some form of consultant to the stars. I don't know. Anybody who knows anything about John Dorsey, he's been fired from, from uh, the Kansas City, and he's been fired from Cleveland. That being said, he has actually selected some very, very good players. So yeah. I am not shitting on him for being fired. I'm shitting on the Eagles for not making him the full-time goddamn general manager. Move Howie Roseman back to the broom closet. Give him his calculator back, his abacus. Get a guy in here full-time that can pick football players. And then maybe you don't have a situation where your quarterbacks are fighting with each other and the fan base is all in an uproar. That's a good one. Uh, mine's going to pale in comparison. <laughs> I like that. Uh, my lap... The Atlanta Falcons, you know, anytime you get up on Tom Brady, maybe you should just start downing it, kill the clock. I mean, you had him up 24-7 in the second half against the Bucks, and yet again, you blew another big second-half lead, and you lost 31-27. to This Atlanta team, you realize if it's not for the fourth quarter of games, would probably be like the second seed in the NFC? It's ridiculous. Just, I come on, finish a game. 
just finish a game. It's one weeks. of the things. Yeah. It's what you teach kids the moment that they start playing any sport, let alone football, finish. And this team does not know how to do that. And, you know, I was actually kind of looking forward to the demise of the Tampa Bay Bucks because I'm I'm really rooting against them, uh, particularly this year and Tom Brady's behavior post-game yeah. with respect to shaking certain people's hands and that, and the press also, and the media giving him a free pass with that. I, I'm all in on being against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, and I like Bruce Arians as a coach. Yeah. I really do. And I don't like some of the things Tom Brady's doing outside of the game. Monies that he's taking when there's small businesses in this country that are, are going down the shitter. Come on. Come on, bro. Could have been another lap. Uh, on that note, let's get to our top five, bottom five. And I am just taking a guess here, but we might have had a change. Oh, yeah. You want to start bottom five? Let's start with the bottom five. So I'm going to go from 28 to 32. So 28, Houston, 29, Atlanta, 30, Cincinnati, 31, the New York Jets rising up, and 32, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, So we're going to go Carolina Panthers, Houston Texans, Cincinnati Bengals, Drum roll, please. New York Jets, Jacksonville Jaguars. Jets fans, I, I apologize. It's not my fault you guys want a game. Yeah. I-, I mean, it is what it is at this point. Uh, you-, you you know more Jets fans than I do. How how despondent are they, really? They're not happy. I can, I can only imagine. <laughs> They're not happy. Like the least, I mean, that, this the sucks. The organization could have done is, all right, you win the game, right? Yeah. Fire the head coach. Give the fan base something they want. Well, look, so if I mean, this just this is one of the this is I think this might be the worst win in the this could be one of the worst wins in the history of football. (laughs) On top of it, now you're losing to the tiebreaker of strength of schedule, right? Which the Jaguars have. It really sucks. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Let's go to our let's go to our top five. So we're gonna go five down to one. Yes, yeah. So uh my number five, Tennessee Titans, number four, Buffalo Bills, number three, New Orleans Saints, number two, Green Bay Packers, number one, Kansas City Chiefs. Number five, Tennessee Titans. Number four, Green Bay Packers. Number three. I gotta still put them there, even though I think they're leaking. Pittsburgh Steelers, number four, uh, number two, Buffalo Bills, number one. I, I mean, it all runs through Kansas City. It really yeah. does. Uh, I, Patrick Mahomes killed me, knocked me out for my three-peat in fantasy football championship. Kind of really don't want to talk about it. Sorry, well, you just did. No, we're done. So on that note, we're going to be back for a Rockefeller Tree special. That's a Wednesday podcast. Uh, to coincide with you know the NFL's game that they had on the Wednesday because of the tree lighting ceremony. Uh, I'm Mike, that's Brett. Follow us on social media at GL Stan Show. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Look, stay safe, wear a mask, get the vaccine if you can. Stay away from the scrapple. I prefer the pork roll. We'll be back Wednesday. <laughs> from 
the 12. Jones keeps. Gets a block. Takes off and he is gone. <laughs> Trying to stay upright and he trips. Absolutely all alone and he trips. Uh, it never gets old. I gotta love it.